And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session here for another guest speaker episode at Nowhere Studios. And I am joined by our lovely guest for the evening. Amanda Shea is back for her sophomore episode, her first one in person. <laughs> I'm excited for this one because we had to do the first one in COVID over Zoom mm-hmm. with, you know, technology coming in and out. And, Absolutely. Which was still dope, though. Yeah, I no, mean, I thought that was one of the best. I thought that was one of the best, like, interviews to date, like, top five, top five, top five. Okay. So for ho- real. Well, hopefully we can top it today. Uh, you want to top your top five? Hell yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I like that. I'm evolution. Trying to, I'm evolution. Trying to level up. I see. I'm trying to level up. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> <laughs> and you are back. I mean, of course, uh, if you get, like we just said, if you want to obviously listen to that first episode, uh, go back and listen to that. That was a phenomenal one. We talked a lot about, uh, obviously, your background and being a spoken word poet. And we talked to an artist and we talked about perform performing and mental health and education because you're also a teacher i mean you're i called you this last time just a jack of all trades and i feel like since you last came on you've done even more since then <laughs> so talking speaking of leveling up uh thank it's you incredible Mike. and you are the first this is actually pretty cool you're the first guest that we've had not only on zoom but also in person as well Gang, so you're the gang. first you see first sophomore we live episode. for first can we get like a hand clap yes <laughs> yes <laughs> SK right on cue. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. I'm honored for yeah. both of those things. Like, yeah. one, that conversation was so dope. And I think even my internet was being like janky. My Wi-Fi was Wi-Fiing. Okay. Um, but to be here in person and the studio is gorgeous. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to talk about <laughs> mad different things and have a lot of Kanye moments and now you get to see it in like person. In the flesh, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but of course, I've seen you perform. That is the one. But we ne- we didn't really know each other then. That was a, a different time, obviously, which we talked about the first time. So yeah. uh, typically, and I've restructured the episode since you last came on. Or the, uh, I've restructured the show. Yeah. Slightly. I saw. Um, oh, good. Oh, she's prepared. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously with... These episodes, we do what we call the first segment is the objective where we get to know you a little bit. But since we already did that last time, we don't really need to kind of go to those formalities and and sort of get the background. (laughs) They can just listen to the first episode and get that if you need to. So let's get into subscribe. And oh, thank you. Nobody ever does that. Subscribe Subscribe. to their channel. I I should do that, honestly. Um, So you were on the show a year and a half ago, obviously, a little over a year and a half ago. And I mean, you've had so many things happen lately. You've had your Nava Conversations dropped, your first (laughs) song on streaming platforms. You were part have come to pass i mean you've i mean i wrote so many things down i i can't even keep them all up here you performed at berkeley <laughs> college and various festivals you've hosted songwriter circles and workshops at mit and emerson like <laughs> it, it, the list is just on and on and i'm just curious like over the last year and a half <laughs> since we last talked like what for you out of everything i just said uh we'll talk about the the song and uh the come to pass in just a little bit but in terms of like some of the experiences you've had over the last year and a half since you know, obviously we were in covid the last time we, we we spoke that's kind of faded a little bit so for you like what's the last year and a half been like what opportunities that you've had uh lately that have really stood out I and mean, some of these you know obviously workshops and festivals and performing. Yes. Like, talk to me about some of these oh things. my god a year and a half ago why does that feel like forever ago like it, it feels, feels it feels it, i looked it up because i was listening to some of that episode earlier today because mm-hmm. i was curious like what did we talk about last time and yeah i saw the date i think it was april or no march march, march. so it was march so i think it was a little over a year and a half ago. oh my gosh so when it dropped or maybe even february I can't oh my gosh that. so it's been that's a while. my birthday month y'all <laughs> same day as bob marley february 6th make sure you know that um <laughs> legendary legendary day legendary day a couple legends were born in there you know i'm just saying we out here <laughs> um <laughs> uh wow uh what has happened in the in a year and a half well first and foremost so much um i don't even know where to start well i still feel like we are in covid is that fair to say yeah, no technically like, yeah people are still are. catching it like definitely. today definitely um and definitely. now we have like this whole monkey pox thing um which is also equally as scary 
um going around so i've been just like super low-key to be honest i'm like listening to everything you're naming and i'm like i did do that i did do that (laughs) i did do that and it's weird like i just wake up and i just go like i am an air sign i have no plans uh I have goals, but not plans. And I just kind of like float with the wind. But I want to say like probably the biggest moments, God, in the year, in the last year and a half will, was one, my son graduated from high school. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, to him and you, of course, because that's a huge, obviously. No, it's, it's, it's my you, credit. You, yeah, I, yeah. You brought him into this world. I did. So. And I can take him out. No. <laughs> um, my other son actually just graduated middle school. Today was his first day of high school. Wow. So, like, I want to lead with that because family is so important. And Love I feel that. like even though I'm super private and I don't share my kids, um, like, on social media and things sure, like that. Sure. I love to share like the milestones cause I think people forget like I'm a whole mom out here in these streets. Um, so those were two really big things that has happened in the last year and a half. Another huge thing that happened with family is I did lose my husband, um, my youngest son's father um, to addiction. I've been very open about that. Um, so a year and a half for me, I feel like doesn't feel like a year and a half and also feels I took a lot of time off so I'm like listening to that and I'm just like but I also was down for like five months yeah um that was the only time that I feel like I even took a break um I've always kept going 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 but that like stopped me I couldn't move I was just like I don't care about anything else that's going on right now like I just want to put everything to the side so releasing Nava conversations just what two weeks ago was it was beautiful and I'm gonna be super honest because like we artists like we'd be saying all like the positives but not the negatives but I felt like I was kind of like I took too long you know what I'm saying like I felt like that single was way overdue the ep i had been promising since a year and a half ago yeah, you talked about it in the last episode. i did yeah, and did, i was yeah. like oh it's coming out oh, it's coming and i had all this stuff but what people don't understand is like outside of like the beautiful things we get to do in the workshops we get to facilitate and the open mics we get to host like we still have a whole other personal side to us absolutely um that we may or may not show and when that happened for me i was just like yeah it's time to take a time out and isolate and you learn a lot in in death you learn a lot in the grieving period and for me i just felt like i was losing out on a lot of time like I was mad at myself because I didn't take opportunity to spend more time with Tim. And I also felt like I was running out of time in my artist career because people are like, okay, well, she went through this thing, but like, I'm still getting booked. Like, could you believe that shit? Like people were still hitting me up, asking me to do gigs. And respectfully, some of them were like, nah, we know what you're going through. We're going to rearrange some stuff. We'll get back to you at another time. So it was really hard to balance all that, not to even mention what it feels like as a mom to watch your children go through a loss like that that was the first time I've ever seen them lose somebody so close my grandparents all my people have already passed on before they came into this world so they don't have that but to lose a father and watch a child lose a father is a different type of pain that I don't think I still can't put into words you know so I had to sit the fuck down and I had to process, and I lost a lot of people along the way too. I ain't gonna hold you. And I also gave up a lot of art in the process too, like stuff that I just felt like didn't resonate with me anymore. Certain pieces that I was performing that I was just like, this isn't who I am, this isn't what I wanna represent. And I had to really go internally in for a long time. Um, at least that's what it felt like, but I had really good people around me and, and really good tribe. Uh, you know, shout out Brandy Blaze. She held me down through a lot of stuff. Like I know people see us like as artists and I like, you know, publicists and all this business stuff, but deep down to the core, like that's my sister. So she had to watch a lot of that stuff too. So it was just a lot. Like, I feel like being a publicist, being a host, being a creative, (sighs) 
you have to take a step back sometimes and just take that time for yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing that happened in that year and a half at the same time birthed a lot of beautiful things that came after that, um, that I've just been, I've always felt like I've been intentional, but like now I'm just like, if it feels good in my spirit, I'm definitely doing it. If it's bringing community together, like in positive ways and I can ensure as much as possible safety, like I'm for it. So MIT was one of those beautiful opportunities that I got to have. Um, Berkeley, holy shit. I still, I I performed with Alan fucking Kingdom. Like, (laughs) uh, uh, BAMS Fest over the summer. Um, I was able to join um, Paul Willis and his entire like ensemble. Shout out to the band. Uh, (laughs) At BAMS Fest, I was on uh, Boston Wall Black's uh, first annual summit. Like, I've done some pretty cool shit. Like, yeah. And then roughly a year ago, you were named by, uh, oh my God, what was the publication? I can't remember. Oh, WBUR. Yes. You were like one of the 25 top uh they, they claimed top uh was it uh, artist transforming artists? the landscape that's what it was that's what it was yes and yes. I, I saw that earlier uh actually a couple of days ago when i was preparing for this but yeah no i, I was like not i'm not surprised obviously because you definitely deserve it but I was like, oh wow, this is such a great you know obviously accolade for you just another one to kind of tack on there but no i so i want to backtrack a little bit and say obviously like my condolences for your loss and Thank like you. that is it is but you're absolutely right in that you as creatives you know I think sometimes we forget that even like some of the people that are at the tip top of the creative world, like we're all human beings at the end of the day. Like we're all going through human stuff. Like we really are. Like I can, I don't want to compare it necessarily, but I had a moment like that since we last spoke Mm -hmm. fully too, where like, and I, I was pretty candid about it a little bit after the fact, but I felt it was important to be candid about it. And that was when I've talked about it a few times on this podcast. I had a whole episode about it where you know, I was going through a lot of things in my life, um, really struggling and with various things. And then, uh, like had a seizure and just like in, in the woods, like camping. And thank God I was, uh, you know, around some, like you said, people that are in your tribe, like I have a tribe too, like we all do. And, uh, they were luckily like did the right thing and Mm -hmm. just try to get me awake and rush me to the hospital. And like, it could have been so much worse than it was. And I felt like for me, I don't want to be dramatic and call it a near that near death experience, but it could, if I had been by myself, like things could have went South. Like I could have maybe not been here and you know, it just gave me a whole new perspective on so much. And I took time off. I literally, it was at the start of last summer. I took five, six months off anything creative at all. I couldn't, I, remember. I couldn't even get myself to even sit in my home studio. Yeah. I just couldn't. And like it was really just, I mean, even get a little emotional talking about it, but like, it was just that time was so important at this, at the same time, because it got me here. And I, it's, it's crazy because since I kind of took the time and came back, like I feel as the same as you, like I feel from pretty much November to now, like roughly the last year, like we've had some incredible things going on. And like me personally, like feel like the creative side of things has just catapulted in ways in the last 10 months that Maybe they wouldn't have if I hadn't have taken the five months off, six months mm-hmm. off that were necessary mm-hmm. for me to give my soul just like a break. Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, we're cut from the same cloth in a sense that, you know, <laughs> we are just both go, go, go people. We spread ourselves thin. Absolutely. We do a lot of shit. Absolutely. You know, outside of this, I'm a teacher. I'm a basketball coach. Say that. I'm a, I'm a significant other. I'm Absolutely. A, I'm a son that, you know, takes care of, you know, my family. Like, I, I have so much going on and but it's because i love doing all these things it's not because i have to it's just because mm-hmm. i there's a for me it feeds like you said feel, feeds your soul to do these things it's but, purpose but you gotta stop sometimes like yeah. there's gotta be that time where like you can only go 90 miles an hour all the time right you gotta take your foot off the gas sometimes mm-hmm. and just give yourself that break and like but sometimes it's unfortunately like some of these situations, some things happen in life where it just puts you in that in that situation and you have to, like you're almost forced to. And so, yeah, if you won't could, slow yeah, down, some, yeah, life, life will, God will yeah, slow you down. It will. No, you're something so will true. slow you down. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's I so true. remember all of what you just said. And yeah. 
I remember me being one of the people that you were very vulnerable with. And I saw the episode and I was like, this is so powerful because again, like people don't know, we don't look like what we're going through y'all. We're not going to put that out on social media most of the time, right? Like, I mean, you, you, you channel it into your, into your poetry and into your performances and into, you know, you as an artist, Mm -hmm. you, you, you're very vulnerable in that sense. Right. But, but I think you're right. Like, you ain't going to see me on live being like, hey, y'all, so uh, this is what's going on. Right. Uh, Aesthetically, we don't always push that. No, forefront, but it's but. important that we do, especially nowadays. And like we talk about like, you know, the mainstream artists mm-hmm. and you were just saying that as well. And I think that's super important because people do forget like that we're human beings right. behind all of the stuff that we do. And now I feel like that's completely transformed the landscape. See what I did there? <laughs> um, I feel like as far as like in the ways in which I think about creating art the ways in which I perform my art um in the ways in which I go about just making sure I spend quality time like I used to be so pressed and I love doing all the things that I do but I would also overcompensate because I always felt like you know there's going to be no time to do this or you know ageism is a thing in this industry like you know all these things and all this pressure and what I realized in sitting down and being still and also just by Tim's beautiful legacy is that we have time like what are we rushing to do like literally what are we rushing to do like at, at the end of the day nothing is in our control like I've tried to control some things, okay? We, People, we places, think, things, time, all of the things. We think and we have more control than we do. None of that works <laughs> ever in life. Yeah, so yeah. we have to like relinquish that control and also like rely on faith and understand like the process is the process and we're literally here to enjoy that process. Like period, like bare minimum, no matter where it goes, at least you're striving to achieve your dreams but like if you're working so much that you're not being able to stop and appreciate the things that you've actually accomplished that was another thing like people would be like oh my god you're on oh my god I saw it and I'm like yeah uh uh uh-huh and in my mind I'm like this is great and I appreciate it but like in my mind I'm like I still haven't gotten to where I want to go so like y'all are praising me for this like I'm not even where I want it like for why I think a lot of that was like ego, but also a lot of it was also like insecurity, you know, two things, the tough things to balance up. I've realized as an artist, (laughs) what as As cameras are here and the lights are on, (laughs) what are we talking about? Um, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Both both those two things are so hard to balance. And that's, it's interesting. Like before I had that moment that the, the seizure, I, uh, you know, I took some, I took a little bit of time to myself as well. And I had this sort of spiritual, spiritual moment. Uh, I won't get too much into it. Maybe people can read into that, how they, how they see fit, but, mm-hmm. um, where I sort of was wrestling with that. And I, it was, it's, again, it's funny how like, like you said, like life will kind of give you what you need sometimes and like the universe or whatever higher power you believe in. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had this moment with myself where I felt like I was kind of in a rut with the podcast and with the creative space. And I was like, mm, like is my ego almost getting in the way of this? Because I now see it as like what we do, like our platform, like and everything we're doing, like I see it as like a living, breathing thing almost now. And I kind of let it sort of take me instead of force, like you're saying, forcing it to like pigeonhole it into, into something. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just letting it breathe. And like when opportunities come, just kind of assess them. And if they work out well, or if they seem like they fit, take it, go with that, go with that energy, right? Like (laughs) trust that energy a little bit more Mm -hmm. instead of being like, well, no, like I, saw it this way and like I need it to be this way because mm-hmm. that was the plan and like mm-hmm. this is what I think is going to work and it's like <laughs> it's so funny how then just you know my knife came crashing down and I was like well I am is worked out like I'm not coaching right now I'm not teaching right now I might as well just you know fuck this like I'm not even going to do the podcast anymore I'm just going to like I like cut everything out of like cut everything down and just kind of started from scratch truthfully mm-hmm. like built myself back up first and then really assessed all right what is this going to be? Am I going to even come back to this? And then when I did and I realized like what it should be, um, you know, went there, but I think this conversation I think is so, well, I think obviously we connect on this level. I think for sure we always have like in the conversations we've had, whether it be obviously talking on, you know, a podcast or on DM or whatever it is. But, um, I think it's applicable to so many different people because we're all going through something. Right. And so if anybody that's absolutely, so anybody that's hearing this, just know that like, 
yeah, you're not alone. Like this is something that is just part of life. And like, you know, eventually like you're going to get to where you need to go. And just, there's no, like you said, there's really not a huge rush. I think this, this, I think there's like this, especially in this day and age, just such a race to get to that next step because everybody's like looking at what everyone else is doing, you know? And it's For why? I know. Just drink your water and mind your business. <laughs> drink your water. We're always run your, constantly. Run your own race. Right. We're always like looking at each other as competition or like, we're going to get to where this person is. Like, nah, right, like right. be cool with like what your journey look like because yeah. it ain't going to look like somebody else's. And that's no. the beauty of, of your own life like you being here um but i also noticed like a metaphor in what you just said and when you was like oh i wanted it to be this way i kind of just like broke it down and then like rebuilt and it reminded me of like a house and it's like yo sometimes you have to destroy certain things to build a new that that's just how it works and i think as artists sometimes we get stuck in like the mundane of like what we envision it as, as opposed to just allowing things like you said, to just flow. Like when we allow certain things to come into our, our atmosphere, we're then able to choose what we want. And isn't that beautiful? Cause you're never, no one out here, people are always like, Oh, there's no opportunities. Not that's not true. You just ain't looking at them as opportunities. I bet you any money it's perspective half the time. And isn't that what everything is? I could go on social media right now and go look at I don't want to drop anybody's name because like Mariah Carey may watch this one day and be like, you use me as an example. I love you, um, but I am going to use your name. But like, that's like me trying to compare myself to like Mariah Carey and being like, oh my God, she's got all this money. She's got all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but she could be struggling inside on sure. some other status that I don't even know. And I'm over here comparing its pers its perspective. It's also like sometimes like. Even with me, sometimes I have to check myself because oh, cool. when we're in, we're in a very small city. So like when a lot of people start to get to know you, it's really easy for you to develop an ego. If you did not have one before, let me tell you. And sometimes it's like perspective. Like people will see you and be like, oh, yo, I see you moving all around. This is really dope. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it is dope. Like, thank you for acknowledging that. But like, did you ask me how I feel? Like. Because I'll tell you how I feel if you ask me how I feel. I'll be like, how are you doing? How's your spirit? You'd be surprised how many people can rat off all your accomplishments before they can rat off your struggles. Mm. And for me, I just want to be a walking like image of both of those things because life is beautiful, but it can be very fucking ugly. Mm. And I went through some really ugly shit and now I'm in a really beautiful time, but that doesn't mean that I might stay here for the rest of my life. Absolutely I could go no. through another ugly stage and I have Probably to be comfortable. Will. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I should say definitely. Will. Well, I'm also hard headed. <laughs> so I'd be learning my lessons a couple times. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm growing. Um, but that's just how I feel about things. And I think yeah. the last year and a half has taught me a lot. I think if you take a look at some of my interviews before and you compare it to now, like I see the growth in myself alone, just how I talk, my demeanor, the way that I'm confident when I say what I say, because I said what I said. Back then, I was a very insecure, didn't want to call myself an artist, didn't really know what I was doing, but knew what I was doing, was feeling, but felt performative when I was performing. And I never liked that feeling and looking at other people and seeing the ways in which they did it and thinking if I needed to be a slam artist as opposed to a spoken word artist, because I haven't seen anybody around me, at least as of at this point yet, that I felt like had a career I could follow. And I was looking right. so much to follow as opposed to just lead my own life exactly and now i'm like damn like i totally see it i can understand why i also lost people too but i'm happy where i'm at yeah. um but yeah being an artist now is is extremely more difficult because i'm like if people are waiting for stuff for me, they're going to just keep waiting because now I, ha I everything is about me. <laughs> that sounds so egotistical, but it is. If it doesn't sit right in my spirit, it's not getting released. I don't allow any pressure or damn, I heard this poem 10 times. Well, you going to hear it for the 11th. <laughs> I don't allow that to move me anymore. Like I used to be so concerned and caught up in like what I thought people wanted me to be as opposed to just existing. 
I think that's just so beautifully said. It's like I couldn't have put it better myself. And I just, I, I think it's really something that a lot of people should hear. So I hope that people are tuning into this <laughs> and that anybody that does hear this is as inspired as I am right now, because I, I, I just, I just like fully believe it. Like it's so true. And like for you to get to that place, I think that there's a release for that as well. Almost <laughs> like for your, like for yourself, for your spirit, for your soul, like just to release that. And like, I, again, like I always appreciate you coming on here and like being vulnerable and being transparent. Cause like that, like makes for the amazing conversations like that's our really relationship does. so really i appreciate does. you for really making me feel safe and also like seeing me for me sure and outside of just sure this because we talk on the side yeah he said yeah. dm sorry sorry we sorry. do be in the dms we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and and it's my apologies for not uh asking you how you were feeling to start so I'll, oh next, no next, so you're so you, sweet so next time you come on that'll we be the already, first question no but we feeling? asked but feeling? we asked each other before i got here <laughs> That's fair. But that I love fair. that. That is fair. I could talk about this all day. I do want to move on to the main lesson, though. I want to obviously now we're going to talk about some of the accomplishments we yes, got. The two, the two okay. main things that we definitely need to talk about. Uh, the first one being novel conversations, because that is just I think it's beautiful that you put that out there into the world. And just, again, same thing, how vulnerable that you are in your art. And, you know, so obviously that anybody that hasn't heard it, um, it's really just it's a beautiful spoken word poem over some very light uh you know instrumentation and you're really again talking a lot about you know relationships and toxic relationships and how they affect you and how it you know a toxic relationship can then affect potentially the next one that you're in and sort of that push and pull of hey you know you know i I want to almost leave before you hurt me because I think you're going to hurt me. And I think they're so relatable for so many people. And I lived in that space for a very long time. So I can totally relate. <laughs> not, not there anymore, thankfully. Good. I'm glad. I, I've moved on from that part of my life. That's but beautiful. It is. It is. It's a great place to be. But, you know, there, I was living there for a while and it was somewhat torturous, truthfully. And, uh, yeah. And self-inflicted in a lot of ways. Oh, my God. So yeah. <laughs> and I know you've last time you came on the show, you talked about, you know, how many times, you know, how many poems you've written and how many ones you've performed. But then there's so many you've written that you didn't want to perform or you didn't want to be put out there. And that again, that sort of dichotomy there. So and then, of course, this is the first one you've ever like recorded and actually put out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you get your music that's yeah. linked in the description. Um, but like what made this one in particular be the one is I guess would be hmm. my question. That was like really what I was curious about the most with this. So because we're here and it's going to drop in November, it's funny how you said November because that's kind of like where my life took a turn to November 5th. Huh. Um, so it is going to come out in November. Nava conversations. Uh um, it literally is exactly how it's titled. I was literally having a conversation with Nava the Butterfly, another fellow poet in the community, and we were talking about my last relationship that I had just gotten out of that was completely just unhealthy and toxic for the both of us, honestly. And I remember having this conversation with her and I was on my porch. It was probably like an hour and a half, low-key, high-key. And every time I would say something, she'd be like, yo, that's a bar. Yo, that's a bar. Yo, that's a bar. And if anybody knows Nava the Butterfly, you know that that's, if you say something, she going to be like, that's a bar. <laughs> so she kept saying that. And she was like, why are you not writing this down? And I'm like, girl, because we having a whole conversation. Like, I'm not there. And she was like, nah, you should write, you should write these things down. And try to revisit them when you can and if you can make them into a piece you should because what you're saying people need to hear and it was basically just me being like taking accountability for my shit like I was such in a space of just like blaming all of my partners for being like shitty or being like selfish or narcissistic like I was labeling these people like they were bad when in reality like I never looked at myself as being toxic or unhealthy and I really had to dig deep after my last relationship and look at what I was shown and I'm like well shit well no wonder why I think like abuse is okay because like I watched my mom throw pots and pans and lamps and glasses and dishes at my dad um no wonder why I think that you know yelling and screaming and chasing people down the road is like okay and because I watched my parents like it, I've watched people do these things and I feel like I was conditioned to think that that was in fact love I also grew up in a very like 
addicted household. So abandonment issues, trust issues, safety issues, a lot of things just came up and I'm like, I was more afraid of receiving love. Like I'm very easy to give love. Anybody who knows me knows like Amanda will give you anything and anything because that's just the type of person I am. However, I didn't realize I wasn't able to receive love and like healthy love, like somebody really just wanting to like love on you because they see you for who you are and also being seen for who you are, even the bad stuff. Like that was super scary to me. And I'm like, my last relationship was very much a mirror relationship. Like it was like looking at myself in a mirror. There were things about them that I loved and I could see in myself, but there were also unhealthy things in them that I didn't realize I had lying inside myself. And Nava Conversations was basically that, like, I need to take accountability. I need to stop telling people like I'm this great person because in relationships, I'm not always the best. Like I can be a liar. I can be a cheater. I can be an emotional manipulator. Like I'm sorry, I was a liar, a cheater, an emotional manipulator. I have to keep saying I was because I'm no longer that. I've learned a lot. But it was hard, and I had to go through therapy. I'm still in therapy. I'm so grateful for my therapist, to be honest. I had to tap into the healers in my community. I had to do a lot of spiritual work to get to that place. Long conversations with my mama, Lord. Just asking questions I've never asked to kind of get to the root of that. And that's where Nava Conversations was birthed out of. That was a very long-winded answer. And I'm so sorry, but that's the truth of the matter. And shout out to Axtramentals, my guy. He basically, him and I sat down and was like, okay, I want to do an EP. I want you to produce it. And he produced, I want to say 65, 70% of the EP. Um, I've reached out to other producers. I'll name drop them soon. Um, who have been beautiful, beautiful people to help me with this, but Nava conversations felt right. I, forgave my last relationship I came to a space of like I forgive myself but I also forgive them I wanted to have a restorative conversation with this person I wanted to start moving past pain and one thing again that I learned with Tim's passing is that sometimes you just kind of say it to people while they're here you don't know when they're not going to be here So with that being on my heart, I said, you know, what? I want to put this out in the world. This feels right now. This is one of my favorites off of the entire EP. It still makes me cry sometimes to this day when I listen to it. And it was exactly what I wanted. I said to Axe, yo, I want this type of key. (laughs) And I gave him the key and I was like, put it on a loop. (laughs) And then he went back and he created this beautiful, beautiful piece. And I'm in love with it. And then my guy, Ven... Shout out to Ven, absolutely amazing videographer, photographer. We literally were just kicking it and he was just like, yo, I want to film you skating. (laughs) Yo, I'm laughing because like every photographer and videographer be saying that to me. They'd be like, yo, I want to get you on the skates. Um, So I was like, are you sure? Because like I've done this like four times and he was like, nah, nah, we going to do it different. And I was like, all right, bet. That whole day was so dope. Like we went to the Arboreum. I started skating for a little while. We ran into this gentleman named Dan. Hi, Dan. We ran into this gentleman named Dan. He had like this floating like scooter thing going on. So we asked him if he could be in the video just, and it ended up looking like a love story. Like we had just met that day. And then he had came, we had left, we, he did his part. And then he had left. And then when we were leaving, we I see him with my other photographer guy. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to learn from my boy. Da, 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 da. Can you be my muse? And we ended up taking photos there. So it turned into like a photo shoot, video shoot. Plus I had a performance at Bridgeside um, right after that. So he caught all of that footage. And that's what you see as Nava Conversations. And it's not the whole song. Really? Yes. If you stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, oh, 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 and streamed. iTunes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like two minutes and 38 seconds, yeah. but the video is only one minute and one second. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because I only listened to it on... I mean, I, I saw the video, but I've only listened to it on the, yeah. the streaming platform. Yeah. If I told so. you there's a whole different music video to that song, like there's a whole different video, like a whole different video to okay. Nava Conversations, that wasn't even... That wasn't even the real video. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I love that story of just how it, like you said, how it birthed. And, and, and I think 
for you, that transformation and that transformative moment, it's very, I think, uh, symbolic for, for this to be the one. It makes Absolutely. total sense for you to feel like that's that part of yourself you've sort of buried and like forgave yourself, I think, too. You forgive other people for sure, but you got to forgive yourself as well. Like, mm-hmm. You know, and I think... Uh, that's amazing. Like, it's funny that we were very mirrored because I had kind of a similar situation uh, about a year ago too, where like I had, you know, I would say like um, a relationship that fell apart. I don't think it was, I think for a long time, I, I don't think looking back on it, I don't think there's anything necessarily she did wrong, but like I got heartbroken, like real bad, like my first real true love, you know mm. what I mean? My first one. And like, I think that was, it was tough for me to like, grasp onto that and I think she meant well but she was going through things too like we both were it wasn't toxic necessarily because there was love there but like there was just a lot of things we were both going through at the time and I almost felt like I thought of it as oh we're both going through a lot we're perfect for each other mm. but it was actually the opposite like you're so saying you're trying to trauma mirror. bond it sounds like exactly versus instead of Hey, yeah. we're not actually like we're both going through some things we got to like figure out. Grow separately to yeah. then grow back together. Right? Yeah. And it didn't end up happening that way. But like I think we've we've stayed in touch. We've stayed friends. And I think that that is important because we were friends before as well. So I think that was, you know, I think eventually a couple years later, I kind of just like you said, I actually reached out and I was just like, I want to let you know, like I understand. And like now and I kind of I like not kind of I, I forgive you and I want to like move past this. And she was like, that's amazing. And like, again, we're just we're cordial now. And it's great to feel that, you know what I mean? Not feel that burden anymore mm-hmm. of it and just be mm-hmm. kind of rid of it. Because it's, like, it's a weight. It's an it's invisible string. I think Jesse said it best on Old Soul, Young World, where she was like, it's like having a visible string and it's tied around your heart and it's tied around the other per- the other person's heart. And even though y'all are separated and distant, if anybody tugs on that string, you're still going to feel it. That's how energy works. Mm. And that's how ties work. People think it's just like a physical thing. It's like, oh, out of sight, out of mind. It's yeah. like, that was very toxic with that. I'd be like, it's out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> That's not true because you can have a sense of smell, go to a place, certain song, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and be triggered by that person. So it's it's an invisible weight when we don't make amends. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go and make closure and amends with everybody because sometimes Sometimes it doesn't doesn't work like that. But if you feel that in your spirit and enough time has gone by, like it sounds like with you, it's yeah why not yeah and it was releasing from no and i completely agree that's not to say that every you know relationship or friendship <laughs> that falls apart needs needs that closure sometimes it just you just that person's like i can't i can't hit you know be around you anymore it's just not working for me but yeah i felt like at that there was a time a point in time where i felt like you know what i feel like i'll feel better if i do this and i did and i was able to move forward and like and i'm in a better place now because of I it. Love that. so i really feel that way and i'm and so that's why i related to it a lot from that standpoint and like yeah i grew up with a toxic uh you know watch a toxic relationship as well with my parents so it's i i can relate to a lot of that stuff and it's it's definitely impactful for me guys definitely go check it out it's linked in the description and more from uh, coming from amanda shea very soon it sounds like with the ep can't wait for it i do obviously want to move to come to pass however it's time for a pop quiz for you oh yay (laughs) (laughs) i love it i hear the bells okay the bells school's in session school's in session you know how it works i do you know how pop quizzes work i do all right so very simple i'm going to ask you a series of questions answer them to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. some of them uh might make you laugh i think i hope (laughs) um anyway i'm nervous um, now first one's going to be I'm going to touch a softball. The next few will be Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, so I know you've done some touring. You've been around a bunch of different cities. Uh, New York, Chicago. Uh, I'm probably missing a bunch. I know you're traveling very soon as well. Yes. And thank you for making the time for this, because I know you are about to be traveling uh, right after, like, literally tomorrow, I think, Yes, right? yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, you traveled a bunch of different places to perform. Besides Boston or, you know, obviously, because this is your hometown, like, what's your favorite city you've either been to or, like, performed in and why? Boston's not my hometown, but I've oh, been not. here. No, everybody thinks that. I've been here for like 17 years oh, and wait, I carry it on my this. back. Yeah, we, we did. We did. But it's okay. But I it forgot. is like my hometown. Sorry. Like, But I'm not from here. Sorry, wait, sorry this is where you're For the real Bostonians out there, they'd be like, I mean, just not. No, I, I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all. Um, my favorite, please. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, you said performance though, not to you. You said performance. We'll say both place. All right, so I'll, I'll restructure it. Favorite place you performed, and then just like favorite city in general. Okay, favorite city in general. Pavement. I'm offending people. I don't care. I don't care. Houston, Texas. Really? Texas. Yes, <laughs> that's one of my favorite places. 
to travel and I think to perform thus far, Chicago, 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 Chicago. Chicago. I was going to say Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So is going on in Memphis right now. Memphis. Memphis. I'm sticking. Tennessee's tight. I mean, I, I like Nashville's a lot, but I haven't been there Nashville's yet. Tight. So I want to go. Really cool. uh, cool. But I also like the DM. Okay, child, I'm gonna say the DMV area was probably my favorite experience. favorite place to date thus far. Because okay. I remember the yeah yeah yeah. All right, that's great. That's that's a, that's final, answer. final answer. All right, that's a great location as well. Yes, I love. Yeah, I was just actually recently in DC. I love it. Um, love great, great location, great city. Um, so I recently. Uh, a friend of mine reached out to me, like you know, the teacher friend, and teacher uh, he lives in the Cape and Cape right Cod. Cape Cod, and right around the last like week or so of uh, summer, he hits up, hits me up, and he says, "Oh, you want to go like uh, there's like a like this long like 12, 13 mile bike path in uh, Cape Cod." He's like, "Oh, you want to go like on a bike path and like go to the beach or whatever, like off the bike path?" And I was like, "That sounds great. I haven't <laughs> been on a bike in forever." And it was, I mean, I was very easy. I was able to get a bike back on the bike right away, but I forgot like the, almost the freeing, like innocence I felt mm. riding a bike and just like how it kind of brought like the kid in me mm, again. I see where it, you're going. it brought me, you know, yeah. And it brought <laughs> me back to like when I would come home from school when mm-hmm. I was in middle school and I'd jump on my bike and I'd go hang out with all my friends and we'd ride around the, ride, ride around the, um, the neighborhood. And it just brought me back to that point, brought out like the, the kid in me. And so is that for you like what rollerblading is or is there yes. a different reason why you've now like become, have you always rollerbladed? Cause I feel like that's not a recent thing, but I feel like you've been posting it a lot more recently <laughs> over the last, like I'd say year and a half, two years. So I'm really sad cause I have not roller skated in eight weeks. I'm counting. Oh, um, you've been counting. Yeah. I've like been counting. Um, I've been extremely busy and I miss it. Um, super bad, but yes, that is exactly why. So, Roller skating again. I just had a really shitty last couple of years. I ain't going to hold y'all. <laughs> I said some stuff in the last interview, um, last episode as well. Um, but yeah, it me. I thought to myself, I don't like exercising, honestly. Um, I used to enjoy it, but I don't. I don't want to go to the gym. I love the outdoors. Uh, what are some things that I did when I was a kid? And one of those things was gymnastics. But I have uh, an injury in my neck, so I can't do that. So I was like, what's the next thing? And riding a bike was cool, but I was like, in in Boston, not so much. So I was like, yo, roller skating. And I ain't going to hold you. Like, I fell so many times. So, like, the skating videos (laughs) are cute. I can't skate at all. (laughs) The the (laughs) videos are cute. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, my God, you're so great. And I'm like, you don't see me fall, though. And (laughs) You only see the good parts. You only see the good. I edit. I edit. (laughs) I'm good at editing. Um, But also, in all seriousness, like, I have so much respect for roller skaters in general. Like, skating, period. Like, to be able to do the footwork, to do some of the moves, to be able to stop with no... um, breaks on the front of your soles or the back if you're rollerblading i don't rollerblade i roller skate but um you know the stoppers like i have like just a tremendous amount of respect because i understand what it takes to be able to do that um i'm not exactly there yet i am still working on that but i used to do it all the time when i was a kid i was very athletic as a child so i just wanted to get something that i could do in my free time and it, honestly, it was a challenge by my therapist, to be real. She was just like, yo, I think you should try to roller skate 30 minutes a day. And I was like, what? That's mad time. And she was like, no, it's not. Just try 30 minutes a day. Her 30 minutes, like, I'm an overachiever and I'm an Aquarius, of course. So I was like, I could do more. So I did an hour a day. And before I knew it, I was skating up to 10 hours a week. And I just felt really great. So I need to get back into it. It is getting colder outside, but Shavu's is still open, y'all. So come on through every Sunday. Um, but yeah, that was that started healing like my inner child. I ain't gonna hold you. Like once yeah. I started remembering the things, like who I was as a kid, because we still carry that little kid around with oh, us all totally. the time, even though we try to suppress it. Um, it is still very much alive, and I've always been like that in personality, as far as being silly and always just being. <laughs> 
just random like all the time but that like started making me feel like yo I never needed people or I never thought about like the world judging me or all these things that we think about once we start getting older or have fear I used to think when I was a kid I was going to be the president a lawyer all these different types of things so yeah I just I'm grateful for the journey honestly roller skating brought me to a place I don't think I don't even think therapy would have maybe gotten me to as fast, to be completely honest. You got to feed that inner child, right? And I feel like I, at this, I'm at this point now, as I've gotten a little bit older, and I'm not super old, obviously, but like, I feel like as I get older, right, um, I get more nostalgic with every year that goes by, I feel like, and I feel the need to like feed that inner child mm -hmm. more than I had, obviously, like the last you know, maybe a few years or so. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every year I feel like I need to do that more. So like, again, yeah, for me, the bike riding was that because it just brought me back to, for you, I was obviously roller skating, but for me, like was always jumping on my bike, going to meet my friends around the neighborhood. It was one of those situations. Like I'm of the, still of the generation where, you know, get home from school, drop off my bag, mom, boot me out the door. Like, yeah. come, home, come home when the streetlights come yeah. on. We didn't have cell phones. Like yeah. you, I remember the days that called, you know, call my friend on the house phone. Can I speak to George? Is George around? Yeah. George would get on the phone. Hey, meet me at my bike here. And you just hope and prayed that George would meet you at that location when you hit. When you that's said. it. And then when the streetlights got on and the sun was going down, you, you rode home. And that's just like what it was. Have you seen but, the viral video that's going around on TikTok right now with the two kids that are playing with the, like, the dial-up phone, like the house phone that we used to have? No, you have like to send it's, it to me. Oh, my gosh. So it's going around, and I've seen it, and it's so cute because they're, like, freaking out that <laughs> a phone in the wall on the wall can, like, call their cell phones. Freaking out. And I was just like, wow, like, it's, I'm old. Like, I'm 1900s right? <laughs> old. <laughs> what a disconnect. I know. Yo, it's facts. But to get to your point, like, that's the generation I'm from, too. So this new age, like... Yeah. This new age, like technology and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know who I would be if I had this type of upbringing. Cause like outside, like out, like we'd be like, we outside. Now nah, we was really outside. Yeah, though. we really like, were. Like we was really outside. <laughs> we really were <laughs> all <outside>. day, <laughs> every day, <laughs> like in the streets playing manhunt. Like we really were outside. So. Yeah. No, same with me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I had to ask about the about the roller skating. I just, of course. It was a necessary thing. No, thank you for the reminder too, because I need to get back. Get on. back on it. Yeah, thank that you. was good. That was the 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 universe telling you to get back on those skates. It was. Go jump on them when you come back from from this trip. Jump on um, it. So right now, are you over or under? A hundred plants in your house. Oh, I have two hundred and sixty. You're at two hundred now. I am at two hundred. The last I heard, you were at a hundred something. Yeah, no, hundred and three. No, no. I think it no, was. No, it's two hundred and sixty-three. Two hundred and sixty-three. Yeah. Are they all? They're all real. You like water they're all these all, things. Yes. You water them. It takes me two and a half hours. Yes. So, and I give them baths. Like I ain't just like with the pot. Like y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sounded so bougie. <laughs> Y'all are with the pot. No, I take my plant and I put it in the sink and I'm like, okay, babies, let's go. Water, wash, soiled. Like I actually watch the soil soak in the water with the oxygen bubbles rising to the top. Like that's how you know your plant needs the, the, the nourishment. And then when the bubbles subside, you're like, okay, they're full. And then you put them back. Yeah, it's a you process. You made that sound very therapeutic and like almost <laughs> ASMR-ish. Like that was very, uh, just as I was, I was, I was in, very engaged when you were saying that. Because <laughs> it's funny because like we have plants in our apartment. Like I, we probably have, I don't know, Carissa, what, eight, maybe nine plants, something like that. We're, we're like, we're in the minor leagues in comparison mm -hmm. to you. And we like plants. Like there's always like, my girlfriend, Carissa, loves hydrangeas. Like they're always in the oh, house. Oh, those like, are so pretty. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're like her favorite flower. And like, we got like, you know, we got some real, some fake, but like 263 all real plants. Like yeah. that's a, that's a commitment. You are dedicated. Oh no, I am plant it. mom for sure. Like no bullshit. And I propagate too. So I don't have to spend all my monies and all my coins on plants. I just make babies. I, I take baby plants from the grown-up plant, make the baby plant, and then it becomes an adult plant, and then we propagate again. Like, you can totally do that. And also, like, golden pothos and green pothos out there for people who are like, oh, my God, I wish I could water plants. It's the most easiest plant. Literally put it in some sun and, like, water it once a week. You're good to go. It'll give you the confidence to get more. Sweet. Yeah. So it's just like hobby for you or just like therapy. Like what 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 about like 
the like just the aspect of like watering plants and like creating this more life like what if for, for, for you like what does that like do <laughs> for the life. soul like what drake yeah more like yeah exactly <laughs> like drake um i thought i told you like this on the last episode like you know how like they put the emblem up in the sky for batman they put a plant leaf for me i'm poison ivy in real life i don't think this we talked about amanda shea is like a whole facade You're, like okay. i'm literally living poison ivy like for real no i'm just playing um dc shout out if you most... need a cast you might you might have one right here for, shout for out poison most ivy. generous for saying that that's my nickname but i think for me it's therapeutic but it's also like art like plants are beautiful and they produce really clean air and they're gentle reminders that plants are like we are a plant like all of our organs in our body resemble some kind of like nature life out here in yeah. the streets. You really think that yeah. that was a coincidence? It's not. So I think like they remind me of me, like when they're dehydrated and they're like wilting over, that tells me I haven't been home. So that means if I haven't been home, that I haven't been taking care of them. I haven't been taking care of myself. I ain't taking care of my stuff. So like, that's a huge indication when they're flourishing. I know that I'm doing like, I'm feeding myself. Like my wow. plants are literally reflecting how I'm taking care of me. It's that's by me not taking care of them or how well I take care of them, which is like people, right? Yeah. Like people will flourish if we give them words of encouragement and love and positivity. Right. Yeah, totally. But they will such a die off if we're like, you're an asshole all the time, you know, <laughs> you don't feed them. Oh, that's or great. you starve yeah, them that? of love, of yeah. food, of nourishment, nourishment yeah. of nurture. Huh? Yeah. It's going to be a whole poem one day. Like this plants. Yeah. I'm surprised thing. there hasn't been one yet. Cause I feel like we had, be the side, we had the side. No, no, we already had the sideburns. Right. And like we, we, we need, <laughs> We need the plants. You forgot about that? I will, I will never forget about that, actually. If you don't know what we're talking about, you got to go to the beginning, first 10, 15 minutes of the first episode. Because that's hilarious. She had a whole poem about sideburns. Super connect. I mean, my girlfriend connected to it like crazy because she's all you know self-conscious about her sideburns, too. It was like this, like, Huge talking point on the ride home. Yo. <laughs> and that was before we knew each other. You knew Shout that. out to you <laughs> and your girl. Because I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. And that's hilarious. I have not performed that piece. Like, No, not since? No. Oh, good. I feel, I, that, that makes me feel good. No, nah, that's great because it's going into the book. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's going into the book. It's you talked go about the book the last bo time. Yeah, yeah, you did. The EP and the book are coming out this time in November at the same time. Let's go. Yeah, no, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. JD, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, wow, this has been great. My last question on Pop Quiz, and then we got to talk about Come to Pass. Yes. Like, have to talk about Come to Pass. Um, explain to myself and the audience what 617 peak is and how people can people support oh 617 peak youth organization that teaches youth not only to amplify their voice but also how to produce record release and write music poetry and all things art um 617 peak is absolutely amazing you can follow us on ig um you could also send me an email if you're looking to like connect with us at a shay at 617peak.org we have our own emails out here. Um, yeah, and that's exactly what you can do. Um, please consider donating. We literally just made our goal of 500. We're at 515 now. Our next goal is 1,000. So anything you can contribute would be absolutely phenomenal. Everything 1,000% goes back to these kids. We were able to take them on a retreat over the summer, oh, which was really, really dope. Also, the video of that is out, too. Um, we were able to throw um, our annual open mic this year as well at Hiberian Hall, we had over 260 people in the building and only like 10 of us were adults. All these kids <laughs> packed this place out. Um, but they also are performing everywhere else. The ICA, like these kids are just super talented. So please follow and like donate. Thank you for bringing that up because we have kids 13 years old producing beats for some of your faves in the city. I ain't going to say no more than that, but just know like, that's what's happening. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. We will link that in the description too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any any dollar I think amount I think counts. Or, or 13, contributes. 14, 15 year olds producing for that's, some of your faves. That's incredible. That's I said incredible. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, that's incredible. So that, that was pop thank quiz. You, you no, pa thank you. you. Pass with flying colors. Hey. Thanks, SK, for the. Uh, thank you, SK. <laughs> I did good. Cheers. I did good. You did, oh, you did very well. I did good. You did very well. Uh, Got to talk about come to pass. Mm. I'm so upset. I was literally 
away that weekend on a bachelor party. Missed the whole thing. Really I upset remember, about it. but the bachelor party was like great. Yeah, it was cool. It was fine. But actually, no, no, I will say it was fun. Uh, <laughs> I kind of deserve that, but like I can't be in two places at once. I'm sorry. I'm only one human being. Clone uh, yourself. <laughs> but I missed it, and I was upset about it. So, but it looked amazing. Uh, Thank I know. You. I know John Glass, uh, who's at Nowhere Studios, was involved in that as well. Shout out so, to John. So shout Glass. out to John and Brandy Blaze and to Sean Taylor. Yes. And I'm probably missing so many people. Detra you can Bell, plug it. Menos, uh Tim Hall. Todd oh, Tim Dunn. Hall was there too. That's right. Uh, Tim Hall was our music director. <laughs> like, he's dope as hell. Super fucking he's, crazy. He's so um, oh my gosh, I'm probably forgetting so many other people. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, I just drew a blank as soon as I said that. Oh, um, B. Dolan. Um, oh my god, there were so many people involved in this in this play, and it was just fantastic. Shout, also, shout out to the Rockwell Theater who let us do five nights in a row crazy which is awesome crazy oh shout out all, all the press that was in the building as well like vanya land say, yeah, vanya we land had um it's lit we had let's get naked we had spark fm we had um killer boombox we had so many people uh boston compass um all different types of people and shout out to them for writing about us and, and giving us um you know some really dope reviews uh Wow, what can I say about that play? First well, of all, yeah. the cast is crazy. Like, did like you a, just hear everybody I just named? Yeah, no, I did. Like, that was amazing. And just the fact Oh, that, Mo like, Pope, Mo Pope. What oh, Mo Pope. How do we what is wrong Mo with Pope? my... What still is wrong gold, with still me? Gold. No, yes. it's like, it, it was amazing because I feel like it's so... Un- like, obviously musicals happen, but like for a musical like that and like have those types of people like yourself... Archetype. Really, archetype. Oh, big shout out to Archetype. Love, that, that's my guy. Love Archetype. Um, but yeah, no, like... He's actually he's part of our album actually too. So yes. that, we're, that we're creating. But yeah, like to have all those people come together for something like a musical, mm. I thought was incredible. You know what I mean? Like just it's just we're so calling cool. it a hip hopera. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, um, no, it is a it is a play. It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's very unique. I don't feel like like there's that many things like that no happening. You know what I mean? Especially here, right? I mean, you could go to New York and see any sort of Broadway play absolutely. anytime, but in Boston, something like that, that's grassroots and that mm-hmm. had that many people like and of those statures involved in, mm-hmm. in the area so yeah just like oh my god talk to me about just the premise of what it's about and just obviously uh any if you have any like cool stories from backstage or the production <laughs> or whatever the case like um, i'm all ears right now the story is basically about a brother and sister and their journey through uh, massachusetts in the 1700s and basically all of the things that black people had to face back then and like how we're mirroring that to like today's age um, in present time, right? So like that's the premise. I don't wanna give too much away because I feel like as many times as I've told people like what it's about, once they came and saw it, they were like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. So I like that reaction to it because I feel like you're surprised. Like I have the synopsis of what I'm, I'm anticipating, but then when I get there, it's nothing that I thought I was going to be anticipating, right. which is super cute. Um, it's just, oh my gosh. The First of all, that was the most challenging thing that I've ever had to do. Really? Um, and the reason being is because I think people also forget like when you're moving around so much, um, there's so much going on, right? And this play, we had... Um, a few rehearsals, um, but not really. Um, the only two people that saw like the whole thing in tandem was like Brandy and Tayshawn. Really? Yeah, we actually didn't see everybody's scenes and hear everybody's stuff until literally the night before. Shut we up. ran through two rehearsals, did full out, um, tweaked some things, did did it again, and then we had press night the next night. So that was the first time. And for me, it was challenging because, one, I still didn't know my piece. Um, and I was embarrassed to not know my piece because I'm like, damn, Amanda, like, you only have one section in this play. Like, how come you can't remember this three-minute poem? But I also was on tour with Be Heard at the time. I'm still actually on tour with Be Heard. We don't end tour until the end of this uh, until the end of September. So I'm learning three different pieces for Be Heard as well. Right. So 
in the midst of doing all these things and then also writing and doing features and I have two collaborative pieces coming out with two other um, amazing poets and finishing the EP it's just been overload so I was just like yo I was kind of getting like really hard on myself because I was like girl like this is a three minute piece like you got this and it just wasn't sticking for anything I didn't actually catch it in full until like the second night almost the third night I knew it by heart um and we had a five night show and shout out to Dutch Rebel because these are the things that people don't know that I'm gonna tell you um that actually happened like Dutch actually saw that and in and what I love about the people that were a part of this cast was like everybody was just so just dope and like loving on each other and really like helping each other grow through the process and Dutch saw that and was like yo we should just give you a book like just give you a book your characters are already like this healer this I'm like an elder, low-key, high-key, and I look young, but I'm supposed to my character is an older woman, and it's like, I'm supposed to be this healer, I'm supposed to be this um, elder, and it's like, this is my book of, like, scripture, if you will, and my my pieces, and my, and my art, and the things I want to share as far as history with the cast, and it was like, a part of me felt like, damn, like, take the handicap, you know what I'm saying, like, and I don't even want to call it, like, a handicap, because that's not PC. So I apologize for that. I just, I didn't want to take the help. I felt like I could have came to the challenge and I was putting all this extra pressure that didn't need to be there. And also kind of felt like embarrassed because I'm on this whole stage with all these people who know their stuff, who are in character, who are killing it. So yeah, I was a little, I was a little defeatist at first, but then like, again second night third night I'm just watching like the magic of all of us because I'm like again we didn't we didn't see this or do this with each other until the night before these five shows and I'm watching everybody give their all and just do it so gracefully and I'm like yo I'm on the stage with like Mo Pope, Dutch Rebel, Extramentals, Brandy Blaze, Tayshawn Taylor, B. Dolan, like Tim Hall, like uh, Trap Beat Tranny like yo what like Girl, if you don't soak in this experience and have fun, these are all your friends, not only in real life, but these are also artists you respect and love in their own individual and collective ways, which is super dope. So I had a good time. Some of the moments were so funny. I won't tell y'all everything, but we just had a really good time. It was like a family reunion. It low felt key, that high way, key. just from the outside looking in. It, it seemed, was. It seemed like it had that energy to it. And I didn't, and, and we've been having these conversations with press even before and after and during the play. And it's like, I know that sounds super like, you know, cliche to be like, everybody was great. And like, I, nobody had it. No, like literally that's what it was. People yeah. like Dutchess retwisting my locks in the back. Like we're over here rushing and getting a dress that I forgot at my house. Like I'm washing people's clothes after each, you know, show, you know, in my washer and dryer. Like we were literally gathering food for each other, going out, making sure everybody good, making sure everybody's safe. Like we really moved as a unit and I'm really excited to see what new opportunities this brings because the feedback has been absolutely beautiful and this was just a small piece of a greater production that people don't even know and if you were there and were at the q a's you would know that but for some people who didn't get to go like they would have no idea but we had no props on this on the stage like literally we had to use all of ourselves as the props as the story as the character it was a lot and it was dope it was really dope. I'm so happy I was a part of that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, what an experience for you and everything you've done and thinking, like, oh, you possibly couldn't do anymore. And then here you are on a musical as well. You know what I mean? You're just checking box, Like I said, just checking boxes. Not to check boxes. I shouldn't say it like that. But just for you to, like, have that as a, you know, even if it wasn't a bucket list, just to be, like, look, be able to, when you look back one day, you're going to be like, wow, like, I mean, I performed so many poems throughout the country and i helped the i helped educate and inspire people and i was part of musical and like Thank just you. you know and i've Aww. hosted you know events at uh you know mit and berkeley and all these different <laughs> things at emerson college i mean it's 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 amazing the the track record speaks for itself but i hope Thanks. that when people not only watch these episodes but consume your content they just know that there's an authentic just 
just aura about Amanda Shea. I think you you will you will go. It's the truth though. It really is. And like I have like just always admired you from afar and you know as as we've gotten closer too just it's really just been a pleasure to get to know you and be a part of your journey i mean it's just if it's just a little bit so i really just like appreciate that and i'm glad you're able to have some of these experiences and you shared so much with us today and just i just thank you for 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 being you mike i appreciate you having me you're the best best, this this platform is the best so just thank you for giving us the the ability to come here and share our truths and tell our stories because without it y'all wouldn't know how would y'all know how would they know so thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome only thing left to do is just plug away so anybody that's just i mean if you haven't come on to manache at this point you've been sleeping <laughs> but now you're here so we'll, we'll we'll let it slide plug away where can people find you <laughs> obviously you got the you know the ep and the the book coming out soon so but plug, yes. plug, plug away whatever you need to plug people stay sleeping on a shade that was a whole bar shout out to jabs that's my baby but um nah please if y'all are not already tapped in please tap into amanda shay all day that's my instagram handle um you can also find me on facebook amanda shay that's shay like the butter for all my melanated peoples please don't play me that's s-h-e-a um my website is super super beautiful shout out to mixtape it is, it is a beautiful website it's I can, gorgeous I can, I can thank it you is, she did an amazing job um so hit her up if you need the plug but it's uh www.amandashay.com and uh just shoot me a dm i'll be around i'll be outside i'll be outside yeah yeah oh in the poetry book in the ep um stay tuned in november um it's gonna be dope cool we're gonna have a whole it's gonna be a whole listening session you'll be there um all of the all of the bells and whistles of like releasing a project it deserves all of this we are closing a chapter i'm excited and we're moving on i love it i love it i can't wait for it i'm excited (laughs) thank you i will definitely be at that uh and yeah if you're a fan of amanda just coming on to us for the first time you can follow us at turntable teachers on instagram tiktok uh we're out doing the tiktok thing uh you can follow us as well uh on anyway so you subscribe to us and amanda already pointed out if you haven't hit that subscribe button you got to do that hit that subscribe button on youtube or if you're listening to this on spotify or apple or title if you're bougie um (laughs) (laughs) and of course make sure that you head to our website www.turntableteachers.com we got a great album contest that we're holding right now we only got a couple of weeks left for that so if you're an artist in the area september 16th is the deadline right well now it's we're we've extended it to september 30th so oh yeah i have time so there is time there is time uh you get to the end of the month so get your submissions in submissions are coming in quick we got um, so many amazing producers like archetype who and john glass who you've just heard earlier uh we got abstract minor what we got d phrase what we got yeah we got the the roster's crazy. What? The roster's crazy. The roster's crazy. What? It's pretty wild. It's, all the information's on our website. Hit it up there. We can't wait to get this thing sort of moving in the next phase. But yeah, it's 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 a big deal. We got it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We it's got a, we got big things going on. Big things going on. It's a big deal. Anyway, um, but we're excited for that. But of course, before that, we you know get to all that stuff. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. This was a thank pleasure. You. I am so glad we did this in person this time. It's amazing. And I think this will be the last time. So Amanda's sophomore episode, everybody. Uh, and yeah, follow us and uh, stay tuned for everything we got coming on. And uh, as always, I'm Mike. This is Amanda with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. <laughs>